Hello and a warm welcome to This Woman's Work, a space where you can hear and read about some amazing women, the fantastic jobs they do and the paths that have led them to where they are today. I'm here today with Helen. Hi Helen. Hi. <laughs> Good teacher. I don't know why, whenever I do that, we I always laugh as soon as I say that and then the person always laughs as if like your name's a funny thing. Anyway... <laughs> Hi, Helen. <laughs> Could you tell the lovely listener what it is you do for a living? Yeah, I'm an architect, um, fully qualified, REBA registered, um, ARB approved architect. Running your own... Running pra- my own business, yeah. Is it a practice business? What's the term for an architect? Uh, a practice, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. was going to say, because it feels, you know, it's quite hard because we'll come into to be an architect, isn't it? So It takes a long time. It takes a long time. <laughs> Okay, right, before we go down that road then, we're going to go back and talk about little Helen. Yeah. So at school, <laughs> college, what what were you like, what were you into? Um, I was always a bit of a tomboy. I used to build bird boxes and take my bike to bits and put it back together again, Ooh. stuff like that when I was a kid. Uh, I'd convert the vegetable garden into like a booby trap sort of crystal maze <laughs> so making and like, constructing yeah, things yeah always um my mum's quite artistic too so always always something arty going on wow. um, um and she used to hoard stuff so there'd always be things to make stuff out of and yeah no, it's great great creative environment to be in um at school um i like languages i like science um definitely liked all the sort of arty subjects as well are you good at maths not really because i don't know if, i know well I'd, we, why do we think that though well so there's two different routes with architecture there's the design okay there's the ma or sorry ba or um bsc right. so some universities do the more maths orientated right. less artistic side ah, okay um, Oh, good to know, so okay. I can do that research yeah. for this role. Okay. Yeah. They don't necessarily make it clear, and they don't necessarily make it very clear that you have to do seven years to be fully qualified. Yeah, no, um, I did know that. A lot of people left after the first <laughs> first year because they realised how long well, they'd, they'd be before up. they qualified. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Because it's a lot of debt to get into as well, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. I mean, especially nowadays, God, you've got to really want to do that because it's never been yeah. more expensive, has it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so at, at school, love languages, sciences. Yep, and did, then did well. Did um, uh, yeah. Oh, oh, we don't yeah. talk. We don't <laughs> talk <laughs> grades. No, no, we, we definitely don't with A levels. Although I bet yours would be really impressive. No, no, oh, we never no, took just... grades on this one as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, did, yeah, did all right. Enjoyed um, school. Yeah, yeah. Went to college. Yeah, went to college. Did um, graphics, photography biology and physics oh wow um what on earth were you thinking that would end up with (laughs) well i couldn't go to the same sixth form that everybody normally went to because they didn't have that mix of science and art on the curriculum or you know that fitted in the timetable um so i came to Stanford college instead um yeah, really enjoyed it. So you basically really picked the subjects that you really were into. I think you've got to, haven't you? Because it yeah. just makes it so much easier if you do what you enjoy. And yeah. then if you, you don't enjoy it, you're going down the wrong career path anyway, aren't you? But it happens a lot. <laughs> the, yeah. I've interviewed a number of women that have said they started off doing certain A-levels and then switched to do yeah. different ones. So 
But yeah, I definitely think you've just got to do what you enjoy and it makes it so much easier. It's the same with your job, isn't it? If you if you're doing something you enjoy, then it's a lot it easier. doesn't feel like work. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so finish uni with grades that we're not going to discuss, but we're going to say good grades because it's you, so you'll be have good grades. <laughs> and then, did you know then what you wanted to do after that? With college? No, with uni. Oh, so we're now at the point of you've done your A levels. Yeah. When did you figure out you were going to go and do this? My dad suggested going to do some work experience at an architect's office in Melton. Um, and it's some people that he played tennis with and stuff, um, ah. sort of new. And so I did a week's work experience, really enjoyed it. Um, and then went back again over the summer holidays to do like a, another two or three weeks there. Oh, wow. And then... Went there for my first year out and then my second year out. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So that really was it. it. Him suggesting yeah. that you've gone, oh, yeah, this yeah. is what I want to do. I guess it's sort of combining all of your, like, it's design, yeah. but, yeah, but it's slightly construction-y. It's... Yeah, and I think the practice that I worked for, because they were quite a small small company then, they kind of did everything. So right. you got to go out on surveys and you got to meet clients and you got to do the drawing work and you know do the site visits you just you know it was all it was all in there and yeah. I just liked how varied it was it was creative but really varied yeah, yeah. every day was sort of different and um, yeah it's good fun so where did you go to uni uh Dumontford in Leicester okay yeah um looked at a few different ones but yeah just liked like that the course so the specific uni. course that you did then was so it's a BA honours yeah. um, degree yeah. um, in architecture. And then you do a year out, which is called your part two. So you've done three, did you say you do three years first? Yeah, so you do a three-year degree. Yeah. Um, a year out, which is your part So that's So part all like one. your mates are already finishing at the three-year yeah. your point. So you kind of <laughs> almost feel a little bit similar. You're kind yeah. of going and working yeah. like them for a year. Yeah. And yeah. then, so that's your part, so your degree is your part one. A year working in practice is your part two. Yeah. You have to fill in a kind of diary of, of you know, get it all signed off by your supervisors of what you've been ah. doing. And um, so it's just proper, proper workplace sort of diary um, situation. And then... And do um, they kind of grade you, your work placement? Um, no, what if you no. were, like, really rubbish or, like... <laughs> Annoying or something, they went, yeah, it's just terrible. It's just kind of confirming what you've been doing. Okay. Um, But they do like to see that you've done quite a lot of variety of stuff. You don't just kind of get stuck doing window details for a year or something like that. Was it hard to find your placement place? I think, no, because I'd already been there. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, But I know people that do go into sort of big practices and you do get stuck just kind of doing, you know window details or whatever for yeah if you've got a huge project that's got a few hundred windows <laughs> that sort of thing takes quite yeah. a long time and it's hard to sort of hand it over to someone else so you can get a bit stuck in a rut in a big practice like that but, yeah um but also then you get back to experience with the other stuff too so uh sorry going off on the tangent so that's so that's then right. you do your year working that's your part two and then yeah. you go back to do um a graduate diploma in architecture which is part three what, what so. how is that different because you've already surely in three years you've learned a lot um 
So the first year was quite mixed and it was in with the building surveyors and the project managers as well. Right, okay. So it was a fair bit of that. And, and you're always, with the sort of creative stuff, you're always kind of um, basically having to design projects, stand up, do crits, talk, you know, talk, talk people, okay, a group of people yeah, through yeah. design right from the kind of word go. Okay. And then, so two years back at uni... And then... And then another working year, and that's the end of your part three. And okay. that's when you can be uh, registered. Okay, and then where did you go from there, then? Um, uh, so then I started working for a company called Rudder Wilkinson in Peterborough. Okay. They had an office in London and an office in Peterborough, but they they weren't a huge company, but they had quite big projects and they had different teams so they had a residential team an air team a rail team and a workplace team so it's all quite nice they offered the variety yeah that you were seeking yeah yeah um and and bigger projects which was sort of quite interesting because i'd I'd done some quite big ones before but yeah it was nice to see see more range yeah yeah (laughs) um so how long were you there for um, I was there for. Okay. Ooh, <laughs> I know. Oh, and it's slightly depressing at the same time, isn't it? It's about three or four years. Okay, um, you did a good stint there then. And I was, I. I was quite into sustainability all the way through my degree, and I became the head of sustainability. Wow. Um, oh, how old are you at this point then? Um, <laughs> rubbish with dates. I know, I'm trying to figure this out. Um, so like 27, 8, are you? 28, late 20s? Yeah. Yeah, so, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 27? 27. Yeah. I'll just say 27. Yeah. Um, wow. And then, so I was sort of trying to, I was in charge of all the ISO 9001, um, environmental certification for the office is the health and safety side and the environmental side yeah um so I was sort of in charge of that but also um basically pretty much all of the projects that had a, a greener aspect to them uh they were taken over by Capita oh yeah the yeah, big big uh, big big company and they um they had four 14 different offices over the country yeah. that were just architecture so they did it with a complete multidisciplinary um, yeah. company but then they kind of set up because they were Capita Simons architects and then they were sort of trying to do Capita Ruddle Wilkinson right, architecture okay. as well but then they merged it all together made Capita Architecture yeah and I became their joint head of sustainability with a guy from Wales. Bloody hell. Um, to Again, give... you're still in your late 20s at this point. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of people there, though, isn't there? You're talking about that's yeah, now suddenly it's, it's, a massive, op- yeah. massive operation. Because um, I think there were, there were um, about 100 in, just in Rod Wilkinson. Wow. And then this was sort of 14 different offices. So going around... So then I'm sort of literally travelling around the different offices, kind of advising Rudder Wilkinson, where they could sort of see that I had an ambition yeah. for doing something yeah. like that. And, um, yeah, and it was, you know, they used to send me on lots of courses. And wow. so it did progress me quite kind of quickly because yeah. going on sort of 
whole day courses and things for for it. So all almost the time. you become like a bit of an expert, really, in in that area. Yeah, yeah. But that's a great was, thing. But then for yeah. people considering this kind of thing, yeah, great to have the opportunity. Really yeah. great. And um, and yeah, it was, it was it's just something that I've always been really interested in as well. So it was it's great to have that opportunity to yeah. then sort of develop it even more. Um, and yeah, sort of carried it through. Everything. Everything, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're now late 20s, travelling all over the UK, just bossing it quite clearly, <laughs> but in a very calm, relaxed way. Um, and then what happened? What I'm guessing you got married, did you, at some point around here? or? Uh, yeah, so then um, got married, had my first son. Yeah. Thought, I'll take some time out. Yeah started doing a bit of my own work while I was on maternity leave just sort of for friends to start with I don't know I guess it makes you sort of reevaluate everything doesn't it and you know I realized that I wasn't going to be able to sort of travel about as much as I had been um but you know it's not I don't mean that as a bad thing no, it's just you wouldn't change just it reevaluate yeah. and but like you say, you've just got to get your head around it all haven't you and figure out yeah and where you go from from there <laughs> yeah yeah um so yeah set up raw uh did some small projects and just kind of grew it um so really. i mean that is the perfect time to do it as well because you're off on mat leave anyway you've got that kind of time yeah but I mean, looking after another life is slightly complicated <laughs> but you know what i mean it does at yeah. least give you a bit of time to kind of step back a bit doesn't it and think yeah. i did i went back then no to work for a different company jefferson sheard who were Part, they had a London office, but they also had a Stanford office. Oh, okay, so much more local for you. Yeah, um, but I was in the London office four days a week. Um, so this was when you'd got a little one as well? Yeah. Oh, yeah. quite nice, though. I know it's not, we're yeah. not allowed to say this, but I look <laughs> yeah. at it, I think, you know, I'd have quite and, liked that. Yeah, and being able to work in Stanford on the Friday, yeah. um, or, you know, if, if anything happened, I could be in the Stanford office if I needed to. Yeah. Um, but they had a really small team down there and they needed someone. They had a lot of junior staff. Okay. Um, to seven quite junior staff. Um, but the directors that had been down there, had, one had left and one had, um, was ill and various things. So um, they just kind of needed someone to give them a bit of direction because they were moving work from the Peterborough office down to the London office in um, a really expensive office and <laughs> you sort of think nice though was it nice but yeah it was very nice office so hang on a minute so it wasn't a very cost effective way for them to so you've had a kid yeah you're you suddenly decide to actually change jobs I mean that's I get that's quite common so you've set up your own thing which you're kind of doing on the side you then completely change businesses knowing full well you're going to take on a lot of responsibility and stuff in that yeah, new Yeah, I think role. this felt like less responsibility uh, than I okay. had, in a way. I mean, it was still... it was Different still, type of... It was managing an office, but I was going to be at that office all, okay. all the time, sort of thing, or in the Stanford office, still kind of working with them. So it wasn't as much travelling around as I had been okay. doing. Okay, okay. Um, still travelling to, yeah. <laughs> to London and back, but... Um, again, they were very good, sort of negotiated that I would get like the five o'clock train home, so I was home uh, by okay. six, 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 yeah. every day. I know you have a little. 
you're doing four days, you're in London. Yeah. Um, you're doing your own stuff on the side. Yeah. Then when did that change or? Um, got pregnant again. Okay, yeah, <laughs> happens. Thought this is going to be difficult. Yeah. To, so is there not much keep... time gap between the two then? Two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just under, so yeah. Um, but I think, I think everything had sort of taken off so much more then. Um, my ex-husband had started, if yeah, he wasn't coming my ex-husband in with, then, yeah, yeah, <laughs> he had started yeah. working business as well because it had grown that much. Um, yeah. So you were still doing that on the side and then doing your full-time job? Yeah. Wow, but he was, and being a yeah. mum. I know, and then you say he came on board, but we're talking about you. But that, yeah. I mean, that is a lot. Yeah, you like um, being busy, then. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you know, you sort of only fill the time that you've got available, do you? So, weren't doing that many projects yeah. for me. But um, yeah, so then maternity leave again. Thought right, this is what I'm going to do now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so bit the bullet did more. and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, got more jobs. Um, and what was that list. like working for yourself then, for want of a better phrase, running your own business rather than working for someone else? Because I've always hated the financial side of it. Oh, no. But <laughs> again, I, I like the variety. I think I've always, just in, in the stuff that I did at school, just the variation from of it, subjects that I enjoy. Yeah. Um, I think it all sort of helped really a lot you know I like you doing it all and choose. I like, yeah I like doing the graphics of reports I like doing the technical side I like meeting the people yeah. all of that and it's so I like traveling about I like doing the surveys I don't mind I'm quite outdoorsy so I don't mind being out in the cold doing that yeah sort you've of got thing. some good cold weather gear then yeah <laughs> heated body warmers yeah oh <laughs> um but yeah it's just it's it's really nice to have that mix of, of stuff and yeah so you were really busy then and has that continued or have you know we're in a cost of living crisis I think it's starting to I think particularly the mortgage yeah. rates going up so yes, much has yeah. more impact on me really because most of what I do is residential yeah um so if people can't you know people tend to not want to borrow when the mortgage rates are high so oh. if they're borrowing to do a project then it quietens down a bit. Given the fact that you are very close to the industry, so what's your take then on mortgages and all of that kind of thing? For anyone listening, do you think that's ever going to change or are we now living with these rates? Because I think a lot of people, I said, have kind of stopped doing stuff because they're then thinking, oh, no, I'm going to wait for the mortgage rates to come down or... I think they'll settle. Um, I'm not... But nowhere near what they were. No, and... (laughs) I mean, most, most of the kind of booms and crashes in construction tend to work on about a seven-year cycle, usually. Oh. Um, and that tends to go with the property boom, house prices, okay. dips and troughs as well. Yeah. Um, so I think that will come Would now down be classed as a trough then, or would it, is it... Because um, builders see, still seem to be really busy, don't they? Yeah, there's a lot of big companies that have gone under. Oh. Um, a lot of big companies in the last six months or so um but whether that's kind of cost of borrowing whether it's big projects being cancelled yeah so what would they government? be doing um, then typically those big companies then 
Um, so a lot it seems to be a lot of kind of civils companies and things like that. I don't know whether it's all you know part of the HS two. Well, yeah, things, stuff like that, and there's a knock on effect down the line. Yeah, um, but I think those again those companies that grew rapidly where they were busy with all of the property and really changes. That it's yeah, and that you, if you you just capitalise kind of on it and grow the company, yeah. then and you've got huge overheads. When it does calm down a bit, you notice it a whole lot quicker. Yeah, and, and yeah. So, um, but I think I guess that's kind of things interesting because there will be people hopefully listening to this that have maybe thought about doing something or moving or whatever it, but don't do you know what I mean? Don't quite know. Yeah, I, I do get right. that a lot where people are sort of like, oh, the house isn't right for us, we don't know if we should sell. Um, and actually, it's quite expensive to sell. Um, it really is. And to just have a fresh pair of eyes come and look at it and see what is possible within what you've got yes. for a similar kind of money. Um, you know, it it can be more cost-effective to, to do that. To, yeah. So you very much go in with their budget that they've given you and kind of say, this is what you could do, basically. Yeah. yeah. And what about new houses? Do people, if they're considering buying a new house, do people get you to go in and... how? At what point in the, in the chain do people get you in then? Normally, you know, what the, there are options for what people want to do nearly always. Yeah. It might not necessarily be what they originally thought of doing. Yeah. Um, but they can definitely, I can definitely make it work for them, for them. with within their budget. Um, but I did go and look at a house the other day, <laughs> last week actually, where um, there's a couple really liked it, really interested in buying it. Could I go and look and just see if they could do what they wanted to do? And it's probably the first one where I've had to say, I just don't think it's worth the money for what they wow. want to do. And I've got to say, I did put them off. <laughs> What skills or what inherent skills do you think you've got that make you good and okay at it? We've already talked about the fact you're very calm. Very calm, take everything in your stride. Um, very creative. Anything else that you think? Organisation always helps. Very, yes. <laughs> good time planning. I wouldn't say I'm the most organised person in the I world. I bet you though, are. It's difficult when it's creative, though, because even crits that you need literally working till the last minute because you've got till the last minute yeah yeah <laughs> and you just want to put everything into it and um so yeah i, I am organized to a point yeah <laughs> um i think people skills and just being oh, able to yes yeah. communicate and i guess a bit of empathy really that understanding of what people want i um when i meet clients for the first time I really probably only meet them once or twice before I design their forever home oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> and it's getting a feel for you are you a good reader of people then you've got to I be good I, at that surely I think I am yeah. yeah and yeah just getting that kind of because quite often as well when you first meet a client they're not in the, you know they're not in their dream surroundings because that's no. what you're trying to create for them and to try and get a grasp of what they like if all their stuff's still in boxes or if they're in the house that they're yeah. in before they're moving to the other house or um it's quite I, you know I do a bit of work on sort of Pinterest and things like that to try and get a feel for what yeah they want to create if it's not what they're 
in at the moment. Um, but you've got to be able to really read people quickly yeah. then, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. And I think... Because also they're looking to you for inspirations for almost like stuff probably they don't know about themselves. They want this to be their... Like we all do, don't we? This sort of representation of... Yeah. Their future self, in want of a better phrase, yeah. don't they? And I think some architects are quite, um, you know, this is how I do things, and if you want me to do it, it's going to look like this. Oh, right. I'm not that sort of person. I've obviously kind of I've got a style that I prefer for myself, <laughs> which was nice to build my own house to yeah. actually be able to do that for myself. <laughs> um, but I think... Yeah, being able to adapt to what other people want yeah. um, is quite important. And I think and not surely patronising people yeah, or, yeah. or making people feel relaxed enough to ask stupid questions. Because there's always going to be questions that people want to ask but don't or yeah. they think they'll feel stupid if they ask it. Um but I mean, it, there's there's so many components to architecture. Yeah. That. And what about like navigating other people's bloody marriages? Let's be honest about it. Because <laughs> often you're dealing with couples, aren't you? Yeah. Well, it could even be friends or whatever it is, and you've got to navigate between two people. And very often, one will be the person who kind of briefs takes you takes the lead okay but the other person will be the person that makes the decisions ultimately or ah. and it's funny because when i when i i normally kind of do, if, if people don't really know what they want but they know that their place isn't right i normally try and do kind of three options one is what they sort of had in mind yeah one is probably the most sort of straightforward to achieve what they want yeah which those two might not be the same and very often aren't. Yeah. Um, and then I'll usually try and chuck in a curveball that Ooh. is just things that they hadn't even really thought they needed or that sounds like I'm completely changing the brain. No, <laughs> the and then do you end up with like a mashup then in the end? Yeah, normally take kind of components of, of all of them, but I always think I should probably put like my marriage guidance counsellor details back <laughs> because quite often they like the curveball, but it will take quite a lot of conversation yeah. between themselves to come around to that idea or to <gasps> it's difficult because what we we're saying about how some people kind of ask me before they've even bought a house whether they can make it what they want it to be but then other people will have bought a house and they'll have lived in it for a couple of years two, yeah. yeah two three years before they asked me to do anything at which point they have got quite a kind of clear mindset they're using the house how it is and they've got a kind of you know they've got set in a way that makes them think that that's how they need to alter it and quite often that fresh pair of eyes can completely change that okay so what's next then where does raw where do you go from and obviously we're sitting in your house that you're doing up Yep. <laughs> Which is obviously a project in itself. It is, and just having time to do it is uh, the biggest challenge, really. Yeah. Um, logistically, though, just moving the office out so that there's kind of space to work, really. Um, I'd quite like to employ a graduate at some point yeah. soon. Um, I think it'd be... It's nice to have... I've sort of had work experience kids quite a lot um, yeah and I do I find that quite rewarding as well that yeah. you 
and I try and give them the sort of broadest experience that I can. Um, but yeah, I've got, I'm doing a bit more commercial stuff. I've got a um, surgery extension that I'm doing. Um, I've got quite a few new builds at the moment as well. So um, yeah, the project that I'm project managing, um, I've been, it's been suggested that that should go in for an LOBC award. So wow. that'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. Yeah. So it's more about, it's not necessarily about really expanding your practice, it's more about just sort of picking the projects that you really... I think I would, I would like to go out if I if you can get a graduate on board, then it yeah. frees me Getting up to do Getting the right people's got to be the hardest thing there. Yeah, it is. My two final questions before we can go and let your... <laughs> Chop saw your other half come go and do what, what does he want to do some like oh he's got a big chop saw he wants to chop all the wood up and he wants to just be really manly noise. and chop a load of wood doesn't he <laughs> yeah really noisily um so my two final questions are always um is there any advice you would give your younger self so little helen back then knowing what you know now is there any advice you would give your younger self follow your heart in everything because <laughs> you did didn't you I guess that's that the thing yeah um I think we were saying before you you just you all the way through school and college and university you have to do what you enjoy don't pick subjects because you score well in them or because someone else thinks you should have that because it's a good backup or yeah you've got to do what you enjoy because it will always make it easier to do your exams and to but surely just it'll get naturally it's going to lead you down maybe not the ultimate right path but yeah it's going to take you where you want to go if it's stuff that you enjoy yeah it will take you the right way even if you don't know what the right way is yeah (laughs) that's great advice okay and the final question is a bit of life advice to throw out there to the world now it could be to other women out there it could be to men and women any kind of mantras or life advice you have? You just be strong and believe in yourself. I think a lot of times working in a very male environment... Yeah, we didn't I've even been, touch on that. <laughs> ...been made to feel like I'm the one that doesn't really know what I'm talking about, and particularly on that that one job. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you just be confident in yourself and your own ability how so what, do you even know what the ratio of men to women are in architecture it feels very male to me having as a yeah. client when when i women so the, are in the, the first, offices but they're generally doing yeah, admin so roles the, aren't the, they the first practice that i started my work experience in all all the architects were men and were all on the first floor and there were two secretaries that worked downstairs ah. um so that was my introduction to <laughs> to the work because because I was quite a tomboy anyway. I sort of didn't really mind. Yeah. Um, when I went to uni, it was quite it was a bigger mix than I thought there was okay. going to be until the point where they told everyone it was going to be seven years. And I think a lot of girls, whether it was just that they thought, "Hang on a minute, I'm still going to be at uni," you know. Is it, Almost like biological clocky ticking, do yeah, you think? Yeah, and that really shocked me actually because yeah. I, I guess I hadn't really even thought about 
that whole part of my life but I think some people really had a kind of you know want to have kids by the time I'm 23 24 yeah or even like you say I'm still only half qualified then (laughs) so how old are you when you qualify so if you assuming you go at 18 and you haven't had a gum yard so you go 18 so you're 25 yeah by the time you qualify and then you've got to do some actual work well, so really, twenty six really because yeah. you've got the, the final year work. Oh yes, it? yeah. So actually, you're not going to be having kids really until you're training. in your early thirties, are you? As an architect, as yeah. a woman, and because they're still training years, effectively. Yeah, you're not paid you normal salary. No. <laughs> so yeah, it's quite the, the, the realization after that, that yeah. first year was massive. Wow, what a shame! Particularly for. Well, definitely for women. For women. And now, so now do you think it is more balanced? Or, because I guess, do you see many architects now? I mean, I guess, unless you're going to conferences or something, who do you, don't you just, do you hang out with other architects? (laughs) Don't really, actually, no. But, I mean, in in the two offices that I sort of worked in previously, there was probably... I don't know, probably still less than 25%. Yeah. Even in London Still offices. very male. Yeah. I reckon yeah. it still would be. I reckon it still would be. I think the site side, you notice it more. Yeah. Um, I did sneak in at the start of an MVQ in trowel skills just to um, <laughs> back up my... Have some um, creds. Yeah. 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 I've done um, uh, woodworks or joinery evening yeah, class as well yeah so you um, can i mean i love making stuff anyway yeah. but it's nice to have that bit of knowledge that people yeah. maybe don't expect <laughs> and do you think you're to... doing that more as a woman though if you're honest yes rather than like your male counterparts wouldn't feel yeah, they I need feel... to do it yes yeah absolutely because feel you feel like, like on a job or something you can have to prove yourself a little bit more than yeah yeah, definitely. And I think in that first practice I worked in, it was a lot more kind of a lot more traditional build and a lot more traditional builders. Yeah. And um, yeah, just I could see it was going to be harder for me to not talk to builders, but harder for me to address it if there was something wrong. Yeah, yeah. You needed to know your, really know your stuff. On that note, I'm going to say thank you very much, Helen. Thank you. If you would like to hear more about this chat, see some pics and read about how to get started in this industry and or this role, then please go to our website, www.thiswomanswork.org. The link is on this podcast page and across our socials. Sincere thanks.